You're listening to the Carl Jackson Podcast. Available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes. Hey, you want to hear inspirational music and talk? Download the CJC radio app right now in the app store. What are you waiting for? Download it now. Welcome to the Carl Jackson podcast. Um, this is a special edition tonight. Um, I wanted to come on and talk about uh, some things going on in our world. Uh, as you know, we have been in quarantine for a few weeks, and um, it's gotten worse. I put a joke on my Instagram page and the joke goes something like you've made it through the month of May. Now welcome to level 6 of Jumanji. <laughs> um it feels like a bad dream. It feels like a bad dream. It feels like it feels like a complete nightmare right now and the interesting thing is we've heard about this stuff we've talked about it um, all of our lives whether you went to church or not there was always this notion that at some point life as you know it was going to change but I don't think we understood to what extent and I think that a lot of the things that I would want to say tonight shouldn't be said on national television because, or on my podcast, because I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want my emotions to get the best of me. I don't want to lead people astray saying things that people would consider conspiracy theory or a conspiracy theory. So I was like, well, who could I talk to that I feel can really put this into some form of clarity for all of us? Um, and the first person I thought about was, was one, well, he was one of the first people that I, persons that I talk, thought about uh, was Bishop Greg Davis. Um, Pastor Greg Davis is the pastor of Celebration Church in Detroit, Michigan. And I love his stance on relationships. He has a very unique concept on relationships, his ideas. I agree with a lot of it. I'd say pretty much all of it. And I thought, what better person could we have on the show than him, than Pastor Greg Davis, because it all starts with relationships. And we always kind of pinpoint it to boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, brother, sister, mother, father. But relationships goes, they go real deep. You know what I mean? They, they, there's more to it than just, I love you, or hey, how are you doing? Or hey, you're cool, I'm cool, so let's go hang out. And I think at some point, my my assessment is at some point I think we have lost we've lost the connection between relationship love and God we've lost the connection we don't I don't think we've connected we didn't connect properly um, and I think we are at a time where all of the single parenting and all of the children raising we call them the last latchkey children and all of the Instagram this and Instagram that all that was such a part of our DNA that we kind of forgot about each other I mean if you think about it when was the last time you've ever seen a group of people get together and have a conversation without looking at their phone well guess what we've been seeing that 
unfortunately in a negative time, which is where we are right now. So um, I want Pastor Greg Davis to speak, have questions, and maybe he and I, he and I can um, have a conversation and a dialogue that everybody is probably wanting to have right now. So as you guys watch us have a conversation, I hope it touches your soul and I hope that if nothing else, it gets you closer to your family, your friends, and to God. Welcome to the Carl Jackson Podcast. I'm excited and delighted that you guys are with us today. This is a special edition because of the times that's going on. I wanted to bring in someone that I felt I could have a dialogue with who uh, understands where we are, at least to a certain degree. And he also is um, someone that I respect as a pastor or bishop, I'm sorry, um, of Celebration Church in Detroit, Michigan. He has um, a great, amazing stance on relationships. I want him to tackle that as well. But we're going to start with uh, the time. So welcome to the Carl Jackson Podcast, Bishop Greg Davis, how are you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. The sun is shining on both sides of the street in Detroit. And for us, where I'm at, that's a good deal. It's 87 degrees here today. So all is well. Great, great. So we are um, in the middle of a pandemic, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And we've never, at least I haven't, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm sure I'm, I'm a couple days younger than you, but I have never seen anything uh, like this in my lifetime. So I wanted you to be on today uh, because I felt like out of all the bishops that I know of, you're the only one that I could think of in the moment, so I'm going to be very clear, that could connect to my audience in a way that they would get it, receive your word. So let's talk a little bit about your perspective of what's going on. First of all, from a, a natural standpoint, but then what do you see going on with this spiritually? You know, uh, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm honored to be on your platform. Um, you know, I'm a 60s baby, 62. So I was probably six years old during the 68 uh, riots and Martin Luther King and all that. So I, I don't really remember either, even though I'm a tad bit older than you. Uh, <laughs> I read it in history books. We've seen things here and there, but to this extent, not in our lifetime. It's amazing that two things are happening that you would have to be 100 years old to know about a pandemic because it's over 100 years ago. And at the same time, we have, uh, we went from a pandemic to pandemonium. And Mm. yeah, we went from pandemic to pandemonium. And so as I look at it from a natural eye, it saddens me as an African-American man, whether I'm gray or whether I still have, have you know, I'm not dying it, you know, I'm naturally black um, because it's our black men. And it's amazing that one man, and you know, his family said that if he knew that all this was going on, he wouldn't want it to happen. But in the same token, one man uh, losing his life saying, I can't breathe literally a police officer that for 20 minutes kept his knee on this man and it's caused all this and i think you're too young to remember um a a tea kettle and when a tea kettle would get hot it would whistle means the pressure would come out of it the, the vapors and it was time and i think this what we're looking at this didn't just happen this is right. from from years of pressure from years significantly of people having their knees on us and we are pinned down saying, I can't breathe. What we saw was so symbolic of our people and what we've had to deal with, no matter, I'm reminded in the Bible of in Babylon, when the people of God were taken to uh, captivity and Nebuchadnezzar, uh, so ironic. 
45. Uh, right. Nebuchadnezzar uh, led them. The people in Babylon, even though they were in captivity, it was not like in the days of Israel where uh, uh, Pharaoh had them in under hard taskmasters in bondage. There was no position. But in Babylon, Daniel, three Hebrew boys, all these people, they held position. And then, yeah, they held position. Even though they were in captivity for wow. seven years, they still held position. I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, they still had position. They read it in, in, in Babylon. They, and then when, they, when it was time for them to leave after those 70 years, some of them didn't go back because they had position. Right. And they sold out going back to do the work because the walls were down, the city walls were down, the temple was down, they couldn't worship, so they had to rebuild. So they stayed in their comfortable places in captivity, even though they were free. I wanna to submit to you, there's so many people that have positions and have cushiony jobs and nice cars and all that kind of stuff, but we're still not free. No matter how, no matter how much they say you their friend, or how much they love you, or whatever the case may be, there are some people that will never see you for who you really are and the color of your skin. And at the end of the day, we, we all bleed the same color. And so it reminds me of that time spiritually, but emotionally, man, you know, between the pandemic, staying in the house, and, and then I'm seeing you know, people out here protesting without masks. And I'm like, this is, it's just a lot. Of, I'll be honest with you. I don't care if you're the bishop or you just a pew member. It's a lot of emotions going on right now, man. It's a lot of emotions. And you can only take so much. TV is in front of me. You can only take so much of it. You have to take doses of it. You have to yeah. turn and get information because they're going to say the same thing for 30 minutes. You know, for 30 minutes, you're going to get the whole cycle and then they're going to repeat, repeat, repeat until you get breaking news. So I have to take but so much, but as as I, I fear for my, my life, you know, because it, it's not an age thing. Uh, you could be jogging down the street. I'm a runner, I'm a walker, I'm a biker. I fear for my boys, you know what I'm saying? Right. I fear for my girls because will there be any boys left for them to even, you know, the ones that are not married, I'm saying, or my son-in-law, you know, or my son. So it's a lot of emotions going on. But um, at the end of the day, um, I think even we have to be careful, even we were sharing about our moves right now, uh, to not vote is not the way. And you can sit there and say all day long, it's the lesser of two evils. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. It, it, it's not. The worst thing you can do right now is not to vote and not to go to jury duty. Because if you go, if, if you want to change the system, if you're in court, the jury should look like me. It should look like your peers. That's what they say. But half the time you go to court and you look over there, it don't look like your peers. I'm sorry. I, you know, I no, no. So, so I, I just go on and on. Go ahead. I'm no, sorry. no, no. Seriously, it's it, just to only interject. Um, I think, you know, today we're recording this on a day that we're having this thing called the blackout. And we, we kind of hit on it, you know, briefly before we started recording. But um, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. My thoughts personally is it was a setup and it was to make sure that we don't go out and vote or that maybe we forget or maybe we get sidetracked with this cause, uh, which is an important cause, but we get so sidetracked that we forget to do the work. What's your take? That's my take on it. What's your take? I, I, I'm, first of all, I'm wondering where it came from. And, and I, I did it, but I did it in a different way. I did it and in, in, I didn't just thoroughly go black. I, I put on that vote, uh, go vote. And I put on there, register to vote if you're not registered. But for those states that were voting um, on that day, um, I said, go vote. There are other preacher friends of mine uh, Rudolf McKissick and, and others who posted the different states that are voting in black. And so we have to be careful. Here's what I have an issue with, with, uh, with our people. And I want them to hear me clearly, those that are watching and listening. We don't research. We repeat. We're like parrots. We repeat what we hear. 
you know. Say that again, brother. Say that again. I'm a news watcher, so I I get facts. I Google. Google is your best friend. I I, I Google and and I find out facts even for my messages because I want to make sure that when I'm using my influence to repeat things to people, I'm giving them the facts that I found. And so did we ask, where did this blackout come from? Just why, why on a day that we should speak, be speaking up? Even I hear people repeating things in the news, conspiracy theories and, and all that stuff. Then we're no better than 45 because he, he reposts. And so I want to plead with us as a people, and I'm not an activist or anything. I'm just, a, I'm just somebody that has a little influence God has given me to get your facts, get information. Informate. My grandfather taught me, boy, if they ever want to keep something from you, it's in the book. You, you, we don't read. You know, he used to say that to me. And so nowadays, if they want to keep information from you, they just spread it. They just put it on social media and they, they lie. They lie. Check your facts out. And I did it in solidarity because everybody else, you know, everybody else did it in solidarity. But then now we're scratching our head and now you're seeing more and more go vote because we just fall for anything. People, research, research, and find out where stuff comes. Let's not just be, I'm not a follower. I never have been. Come on. If I start working at a company, I'm eyeing, I'm eyeing the front office. You know, I've always been that way. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, yeah, whoever's training me, I'm going to take your job. You know, I've never been a follower. <laughs> and so I tell my people that work for me, you know, don't don't bring me something and you haven't proofed it. I don't need order takers. I need leaders. Leaders produce leaders. I'm not looking for order taker. Uh, order takers are at the drive-thrus, at the different restaurants. I need a leader. I need the boss that tells them, you know, so let's, so why, let's, let's hit on that. Let's hit on that for a second. Why is it that our people, don't seem to understand that we have to be leaders. Why is it that our people don't get it? Some of us get it, some of us, but a lot of us are still taking, trying to take cues. For instance, this whole black solidarity thing, we don't even know where that came from. We're just doing it because as you just said, we're taking orders. So what can we do? Here's a better question that I should maybe ask it this way. What should we be doing to become better leaders? I think everything is based upon experiences. I grew up with a very strong black man, my grandfather. Um, he, he, he was a leader, he was a pastor. Uh, he led his family, he worked hard. Um, I wasn't absent of seeing a leader. I went to meetings with him. I went to the deacon boards meetings. I was a junior deacon, I watched him. I grew up, I, I also am under the covering of a very strong leader who speaks out and that's Bishop Paul Morton. I think everybody, I think everything comes, we, we are the sum total of our experiences. If you didn't have, have leadership in your home and you didn't see it at school, I had very strong teachers. I had a man by the name of Harry Haynes in the sixth grade that I remember sitting right across from him right now. I can even smell the cologne he had on. Uh, first time ever, I'm like, dang, you know, um, he got smell good, dress nice. And he said to me, you're not like the rest of these kids in here. You're going to be great one day. And I still remember hearing that in my head, the sixth grade, I'll be 58 on June 8th. So you know how many years that was ago. We, we beget, everything produces after its own kind. You look at a... Um, you look at a Bishop Bryant produced a Jamal Bryant. Okay. A leader. Leader. Come on. leader. Uh, Martin Luther King, all, all Bernice and Martin Jr. and Dexter, everything produces after that is the law of reproduction. Everything produces after its own kind. And so then this is where mentors come in. If you didn't have it at home, then we have to then begin to mentor our, our black brothers and grab them. And we have to go back to the village. You know, back when I was being raised, maybe not in your time, but in my time, if you messed up at school, Mr. Smith, who had this paddle that had holes in it, was going to whop you one time. 
and then they were going to call home and then everybody knew it on the way home and and if if the neighbors didn't scare the hell out of you but you oh you're gonna get it when you get because everybody knew it because it was a village it right. takes a village to raise and so um uh, in those days it was all right for you to get a paddle in school they sent you to mr smith these are real people i'm calling their name and so as i'm walking two or three blocks from school everybody know what happened and by the time my grandfather got home all i had to do was just fall out in the floor because i know I had a switch ready. We don't have that support <laughs> system. I learned how to be a man from going to the church on Saturdays with the deacon board, washing cars and just hanging out. And you didn't say much because more is caught than taught. You listen to the old men talk. And now we have podcasts and we now have, have mentors. And even through this pandemic, uh, you see more and more people on social media. And I believe that God has us in the house now to give us more knowledge, to give us more spirituality, where we left all that in the church. Now you can just click on and, you know, I'm, I'm booked and busy, like, like every day, you know, doing my live show. I got cameras in here and all that kind of stuff, doing my live show daily on Word Network, but people pulling on me just, just as I'm here and I'm grateful. But this is, this is part of the solution People like you doing this. It's, I, 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 we feed every week during this pandemic a thousand boxes of fruits and vegetables. I'm asking every church to do that. If we just took one, if we took one square block where every church is and they take two or three blocks, man, we could, we, we could, we could change our neighborhoods like you're doing right here. You're mentoring people through this means. They may not ever, I have people that hit me say, I can't get to you. They email me and say, just your words on social media, relationship and all these kind of things have helped me. And so, and all I'm doing is, is sharing what I started this conversation off with, this question, this answer with is sharing my experience. That's all the old men did. And then it was handed down. And you would not have to go through the same thing because leaders are developed in the home first. And then in, in the halls of, of school, everybody, you either had good teachers or you had bad teachers. The bad teacher told you, you'll never be nothing. The good teacher then says, I see greatness in you. It's according to what voice you're going to listen to. Yeah, I had a teacher, my fourth grade teacher, I remember this vividly. She used to always tell me, she says, um, you're going to be, she says, you're going to do big things in life. And she would only talk to me. She was a white teacher. Get this white teacher, all white class. I was the only black kid in the class. And I used to get, um, I used to have moments where I could, I, you know, I dealt with racism, but she would watch me. This one teacher, it was only one, this one teacher would watch me and she would pour into me. So there is some, uh, some truth to what you're saying. You only need one. You only need one. And, 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 and watch this, and then, I, then I'm give back. Even the ones tell you that you can't, if you're strong enough, that's your fuel to say you can. As Walt Disney said, you gotta make the, you gotta make the impossible possible. When you tell me I can't, you just challenge me. Go ahead, I'm- <laughs> Absolutely, no, brother. So I'm gonna, I just have a couple more questions for you. I want to pivot into relationships because one of the things I like about your, your social media is you say these, um, I, I call them little snippets or one-liners with your photos. And by the way, this is the, probably the most pimpinous Bishop I've ever met in my life. This brother takes the best pictures. When I tell you, when I tell you this brother takes the best pictures, he's, he's, what are you modeling or preaching? I, I'm, I do both. I do have a model page too, but I do both. I just like fashion. You have like, I, when, I, when I'm, hey, at this age, I want to look like you. <laughs> so you. You you're doing great, man. So, um, but you talk about relationships and I love what you say about relationship. A lot of what you say, I'd say 99% of what you say, I agree with. Um, why do you think, and this to me kind of pivots into the thought of where we are in terms of this pandemic. A lot of it is relationship issues. 
And it starts with relationships, whether it's brother, sister, husband, wife, um, coworker, whatever. But I really want to dive into just a, a bit about relationship, your stance on it. Why is it? Um, uh, well, not why. I guess the question should be, what is your stance on a great relationship first between husband and wife? Because it starts with the family. But then two, how do we uh, connect that to our everyday life? I think a great relationship, um, it, it, let me tell you what it, 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 it's not. It's not um, people that just agree with each other uh, all the time or people that just get along with each other. Um, I believe opposites do attract. I believe too much of anything is, is suicide. You need somebody to balance you. Uh, if I'm a workaholic, then you need somebody that, that likes to have fun. If I'm serious all the time, then you need somebody to balance you that likes to joke and laugh to, to, to balance you. Um, if, 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 if I'm um, a homebody, you need somebody to say to you every now and then, come on, let's go out. Come on, enjoy life. If I don't know how to get rest, you need somebody to say, I know that I am much better. We're better together. Um, I'm much better. Biblically, I believe it says that um, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing, but we always stop there. The rest of the verse says he obtains favor with the Lord. If I had somebody sitting here, the favor that I have would go to a thousand percent. Uh, I wouldn't have to uh, turn on the camera and all that and all the lights. Robin Roberts on Good Morning America, um, she's doing her show at home and, her, and her, her, her partner helps her. She's helping produce, even though she's, that's not her business. Uh, I'm, I'm alone. I'm home, I'm home literally alone. And I ain't just letting anybody come in here because Rona is serious. Um, and so at the end of the day, Having that person completes you, completes you. You, I don't believe you bring 50-50. I believe you bring 100-100. You are, you, are, you are already whole, but they bring to the table something that you're lacking. Hey, Adam, I'm going to bring you a woman because you're not complete. You're not complete. You're a whole person, but you're not complete. So I'm going to take out of your rib, out of your rib, and I'm going to create a, a woman to to complete you to be that helpmate to be that help to be that help uh and so i think that that's what marriage does it it brings and as a whole relationship brings uh completion completion whether it's it's at work whether it's 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 um you know in the streets where we're looking at all that's going on it completes relationship. We cannot go it alone. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need each other to make it. We need the grocery store. We need the man that has the groceries. We need them. We need them. We we need the bank. That's relational. That's relational. That's relate. People watch me on the Word Network every day at one o'clock because I've been at this. I've had that show for four years, but I've been on the network. Uh, I've been on Christian television for 13 years. They, it's relational. Somebody else could come on and it'll take them a while to build people up to, to, to partner and to, to send mail and to give because everything is relational. It's relational. And I don't have to talk to you every day to be in relationship. Matter of fact, we may stay friends longer if we don't talk every day. Um, and what we're finding out, let me pivot. What we're finding out through this pandemic is that we really didn't have, we had a marriage, but we didn't have relationship. Wow. Because Carl, I work an eight hour day with people, Shamika and Harry and Bird and Susie and Carla and all them people, eight hours from nine to five, sometime overtime, sometime business trips, but I really only spend wakening hours, two or three hours with somebody that I'm married to. So I'm finding out that I really am not in a relationship with you. I'm just married. I have papers. Woo! 
Oh my God. We just got papers. And I'm finding out through this pandemic, because I've been stuck with you, that I really don't like you. And I have not taken out enough time to figure out that I didn't like you because I've been shuffling from place to place. And I've avoided the subject that I didn't like you anyway. I just never dealt with you to have to deal with not liking you. Brother. Woo, brother. And so therefore, married people are trying to get out. I've talked to some married people that have said, I want out of this. I actually know a girl that moved out to another state. She was taking her plane. Her, she was getting on the plane because I was, I was talking to her through this whole thing because people come to me now because of all the stuff I post. And she literally is separated. Caught him cheating right before COVID. So people are making decisions. And then you have the single people that are saying, how in the heck did I get here during the pandemic that I'm single? That I'd never made that decision. So you're getting ready to have a lot of pandemic birth relationships. That may work and they may not work. And we're finding out that dating is not necessarily sitting in front of the person. You get more data by talking to them on the phone than you do sitting in front of them because emotions go to erupting and then you find yourself in a situation, you emotionally tired because you didn't have sex and all that stuff. But Rona has caused us now to be a little more careful and you're now getting dating, you're dating, which is getting data. Dating that's getting data. Woo! It's getting data. And dating you're not in a relationship, data. you're not in a relationship until you say, watch this, until you say, hey baby, listen, We've been dating for six months. Now let's become exclusive. So when you think a man walks away from you, he's not really walking away from you. He was only getting data, but you let your emotions run away to think he was your boyfriend. Because if a man never closes the deal and says, me, Tarzan, you, Jane, <laughs> then you're really not in a relationship. You're dating. Say that again. And if women listen to that, from a man's point of view, then they wouldn't be hurt as much. Cause you're assuming because you're having a good time six, a man can go six months to a year without never taking you anywhere but dating. And you get what you allow a man to do. If, if it was me, it's a year. <laughs> I'm good for a whole year, I'm just like, brother but let me ask you this before I, I let you go and i thank you for doing this this was last minute and i i just really appreciate you taking the time it. to do this i love the freedom um let me ask you this um i know you talk about you know you and your ex-wife which is one of the reasons why i liked you because you're friends with her we're actually i, I don't know no one has been playing played but we're actually getting ready to do part two with my spiritual daughter on covering and and we're doing it together we're friends She's i love that yeah. i love that to a t and it's for real and we're not getting back together right but i love it but uh one of the things i i heard you say um in one of your i think it was on the word network i watched a couple times i mainly catch you on social media but um you had mentioned um something to the effect that she actually helped you build the full gospel because you guys were flying all over the country building basically this brand if you will this denomination full gospel and how after all of that um you were saying how it got to a point where you guys would barely even have a conversation because you were in this the wrong type of relationship mm -hmm. let's talk about that sometimes it's not that you're not supposed to be in a relationship it's just your definition of it has to change Let's let's hit on that. I mean, because that's what I got out of it. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what now. Now we always say because I go back and preach at the churches that she pastors because we pastor together. She often says that we we were to be together to get each other where we are. It, as strange as it sounds, and we did. That. I love that. Successful pastor. She pastors two churches. Um, lives well. Uh, she sacrificed in the beginning that I can build build ministry and get us where we are today. And she, her dividends paid off well, and she'll say that. Um, we did business 
I used to fire people who were my assistants. I had, I was a full-time worker for Full Gospel. And Bishop Moore said, hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make Pastor Kim your assistant. We were both getting paid from the organization. We were over field operations, the whole field of our movement for years. Um, we helped choose bishops and get them consecrated and, and oversee them and all that stuff. And even in pastoring, she was my co-pastor at home. Just like this screen is split, that's how offices were at home, at church and everything. But we had nothing else. We, built the, we helped build this great movement. I'm considered one of the 14 founding fathers of the movement, um, but we had nothing else. That was good for my 20s. I was 28 years old, but that's not good for my 50s. If I do it again, I want somebody that's a boss, but I want us to have boss balance. I want us to enjoy life too. And Put I that on a t-shirt, boss balance. I know it, right? That's a t-shirt. You need to sell that yeah. for couples. Yeah, boss balance. Because um we had too much to the to the to the left. And a good relationship is something that's in the middle of the right and the left. I, I believe you should you should work hard. But I also believe you should play hard. You work hard so that you can play hard, even later in life, but as you go. And so we didn't have that. We went on vacations. They were planned. Everything was planned. There was nothing that was spontaneous, you know. Uh, now I'm, I, I want love. I, I'm a hopeless romantic. I still believe you can be in love and you can have it all success and love so i'm saying to somebody that's watching this have balance work hard but somebody let me tell you why it was my fault that we didn't make it because i was the man and i should have stopped the roller coaster and said hey let's focus on us we focused on kids we focused on church we focused on fo we went on vacations but it was still even on our vacations, we were setting goals and all that stuff. When I look back on that, I get it, but not on vacation. She'd take out her planner. Okay, what's your goals for this year? This is my goals. What's our goals? What do we want to buy nice for ourselves? I made us do that to have some kind of balance. But even as I think about that, that was not the time to do that on vacation. Right. Time to do that, that to, what to do on vacation, chase each other around naked in the room while the kids is at the pool. Say that again, brother. No, I'm serious. You gotta have, you got to have balance in a relationship. False sense of balance. You could say because you go out here and there. We went out, but we had nothing to talk about. We were still talking about church and the saints. And so that's that's what went wrong in 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 our situation. But we still made each other successful. So when you think about that, you say. Hmm. Maybe it was still meant to be because we still got now if I had to do all over again. There's a lot of stuff I wouldn't do. And maybe I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I don't know. That's the mystery of the whole thing. The very thing that was a blessing was also a curse. That's a book. That's a book. You don't you don't brother. You don't drop so many gems today. I'm gonna listen to that. I'm gonna watch this myself. You're gonna have to watch this uh, at least 20 times because you you put you man brother, you said a lot today. So let me ask you this. Um, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna wrap this up. Um this your third closing, Reverend. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm just teasing. I'm good. This is my last question. This is seriously my last question. You just it's so much that you say that sparks oh, I'm good. thought. You know what I mean? So much of what you say sparks thought. So, but this is really is my last question. Um, what can we do if we come out of pandemic? I want to talk about the future. Come out of pandemic. We don't know what this is going to look like, right? We don't know how that's going to flow. But preparing for that, what should we be doing relationship-wise and spiritually from your perspective? What should we be doing right now? You hit on a little bit about, you know, going to Google, studying, researching, basically getting into yourself, but as a collective, because the thing is we have two components here. We have the relationship component 
but we have the collective relationship component of this. And in order for us to win, we're going to have to do some things together as well. So what do you think we should be doing right now preparing for the future? So our last question. <laughs> I, I promise. I, I, I don't even have to think about it because when I get through with this, I'm, I'm going um, behind me at that table and I'm going to finish writing my message. And, and my series for the month of June is reimagine. It means to rethink. We're going to have to rethink life. Life will never be the same again because of pandemic. We, we wear masks. We were always wearing masks, but now we're wearing physical masks. Uh, we're wearing gloves. You know, we're, we're covering up so that we won't get infected. There's a lot of things we've been covering up. Um, we have to sanitize to make sure that our hands are, 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 are clean. Our hands have always been dirty. <laughs> it's so much symbolism. And so we have to reimagine life that before I go out, I have to rethink going out. Do I have some gloves in my car, in my pocket? Do, do I have some wipes out in, in there? Do, which, ma which mask am I going to wear? It's hot outside, so I can't wear the one that's kind of thicker because I may not be able to breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> Isn't it funny that the very thing that the man cried out is the thing that Corona does to you, causes you not to breathe? We have to rethink life. That, th those are all symbolisms to rethinking life. You got to reimagine life, how you function. How much will you go out? How much the craving of relationship, because it's all about, it's, this thing is about distancing. So how do I have relationship and I have to distance myself? How can I still be effective, but I have to, I have to maybe we've been too close all the time. Maybe we let the wrong people in that infected us. Maybe 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 we weren't supposed to be that close in the first place. This thing has taught us so many things. It's taught us about masks. Taught us about our hands. Things that we shouldn't touch. On the surface, talk about on the surface. We got to rethink life. We got to rethink church. Church will never be the same. We have to rethink dating. Maybe it's time to settle down. Maybe you ain't got a long time to, to date somebody. Maybe you can't date everybody and everybody. Now people ain't talking into I'm talking about people that got sense. I ain't talking about people out here crazy. You gotta rethink dating and relationship. And who do you let close to you? And you gotta rethink anxiety that you, you, you I mean, because people now we've been in so long, now when we go out, it's scary. So we have to rethink things. We have to reimagine life church, business, malls, mall, malls may be a thing in the past. Mall, malls may be a thing in the past. Now, Amazon was ahead of itself, prime. You know, you, you, you got to rethink going out and shopping and, and, and who you're going to dinner with and who you're drinking with and who, who you're having sex with and all, you got to reimagine life. So how do, where do we go from here? That's an individual question for everybody. But I do know we have to rethink and reimagine. Even we have to rethink race relations. We have to rethink race relations and, and know that sometimes we're tolerated. We're tolerated. We're, we're, we're not really being subtle. We're, we're tolerated. And then you have to work a little harder than, than the other. I, I don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't know where this is going. Is this just another time in history where, because we don't have an apparent leader. It, it's not like the days of Martin and, and Malcolm and Abernathy and all of them where we had leaders. SCLC, NAACP. We don't have leaders. 
That's why you got one group doing this and one group doing that and you got one group doing that because we have nobody to call us together. Where do we go from here? We rethink, we reimagine, we recreate. But even in the midst of that, as I close, it's the worst of times, but it's the best of times because we can all start over again, no matter how old you are. Churches are on the same, same plane now. There's no, everybody's a mega church. Yeah, ain't no, everybody make a church now. Everybody. Matter of fact, you better if you only got a hundred because you ain't got to worry about how you going to maneuver these people. They may not ever come back. There's some people that are never going back to the building. They're going to sit right here where we are right now. Now, instead of turning TV on, I see who's on Facebook to entertain me. I've started a show on Saturday nights. Um, uh, he said, she said with Greg and Lolo. For two hours, we talk relationship and have guests. I'm going to have you on. Talk relationship and have guests. Hundreds of people watch. A few thousand watch the rebroadcast and all that. So we recreated. We were going to go on tour with a relationship thing. Now, this is it. But everybody has not been able to pivot. This is not just a phone. I did two months of the Word Network from this right here, turning this backwards through Skype until they brought me my system. Got to reimagine. I love it, Bishop. I love it, man. I thank you for spending the time with me today, man. And I would love to do your show. You let me know when. And also, I just want to say, um, give everybody your information in terms of the shows. They know about the church, Celebration Church, but let's talk about the shows, when they can watch. Okay, so you follow me, first of all, When the Right One Comes, YouTube channel, When the Right One Comes, YouTube channel. There's a couple of hundred video, little short videos, anywhere from three to five minutes, talking about every subject you want to think about. Uh, right there on there, on, on that YouTube channel, Saturday nights from nine until 11. Uh, he said, she said, with uh, Greg and Lola, we have guests that comes on. We talk relationships also on Bishop Greg Davis' Facebook page, Periscope, uh, for those that have Periscope. And then, of course, on Instagram is where it really goes down daily, where I post maybe three, four times a day relationship quotes on Instagram, at Bishop Greg Davis. And uh, come on, be a part of, of the When the Right One Comes culture. His his uh, Instagram po um, posts are they on fleet, they mm -hmm. hot, they popping. Appreciate it, brother. And um, I'd love for you to come back at some point and talk about relationships. Just all, just a whole hour. Maybe we have people call in or send in their questions, and we just do a live thing. I would love to. I'm all right, brother. Appreciate Thank it, man. Thank you for watching this special edition of the Carl Jackson podcast. Um. There's really nothing else to say. I hope this episode touched you in some way, and I hope it connected with you in some way. And I want to thank Pastor Greg Davis for uh, taking my invitation or accepting my invitation. And um, you can get in touch with him um by looking at what you probably see right here on the screen and that's it you know stay safe people stay blessed stay safe we're entering a different time when we're, we're entering a, a new era and it can be great if we put our trust in the man upstairs right till next time be blessed Original movies, original series, original concerts, and more. CJC, one network, sharing the world. What are you looking for? Hope. Guidance. Spiritual enlightenment. What are you looking for? Family. Peace. 
financial security, love, time, to the great city of Los Angeles. We want to welcome you to programming that will help lead you to the light. 24 hours a day, original movies, original series, music, and more. CJC, always positive. I built this church. You didn't build this church, God built the church. If 